Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. Glad you could join us. Thanks for staying with us into our guest segment. And as you know, you're listening to the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And uh, we're going on the offensive here, folks, because we at the Common Sense Show are upset. We're taking no prisoners. You can't dodge the Hodge, and we're kicking butt and taking names. Uh, And and I'm going to say this off the top, and we're going to get into a lot of this stuff with Paul Martin, our guest. I'm going to say this clearly. Um, I had a federal law enforcement agent ask me, he says, what would you have us do? I said, I want martial law rules enforced in all that that means. If people are going to go out and put lives in jeopardy, they put their own lives at risk. That's my view. We've done it before, and these people need to be put on notice. This has nothing to do with Mr. Floyd's death. Nothing. This is being orchestrated. Police chiefs are saying we're arresting people not from our communities. Well, well, then we know who's responsible, don't we? And I've had enough. I have absolutely had enough. I've reached the limit. And I think most Americans do too. Now, we're going to go to Paul in just a minute, but I need to pay some bills. First of all, we are brought to you by something that you need to have because a lot of people are coming out of their cubby holes now as we trade one crisis for another and we can come out and certainly uh, people say dave how many things do you think we're going to go through and i'll say i don't know how many will it take to get to the election that's how many we've just traded one set of crisis for another we've traded this orchestrated riots uh race wars civil rights nonsense crap it's nothing to do with Floyd's murder. We've traded that for the COVID lockdowns. That's all. And there'll be something on the heels to take the place of this too. Mark my words. So, but right now people are coming out and they're starting to make purchases and they're buying cars and they're buying used cars and they're getting their cars fixed through months of neglect because of the lockdowns. Well, you need this device called fixed. It's wonderful. Why do I like it? Because you plug it into your car, you already know what's wrong with it before you go in or before you buy a car, you put it to the test and you can look and see what it is and how much you could expect to pay. You get all that data on your cell phone. It's an incredible device. You can save yourself headache and money and time by getting fixed. And the way you get it is to go to repairwithdave.com. That's repairwithdave.com. I've got mine. By the way, we are looking to make a purchase and we're going to use it, are you going to have yours? Repairwithdave.com. Now, we're also brought to you by the best storable food company in the world, and if you don't think they're going to use food as a weapon, you're not paying attention to what's already happening, and you need to make food, food acquisition a daily part of your daily existence. How do you do that? Well, you simply go to preparewithdave.com and order the food that has 25-year shelf life, not a price increase, delivery times cut by half, and it's restaurant quality. That's preparewithdave.com. Well, on the newsmaker line with me, we have Paul Martin from the beleaguered state of Colorado where they fired nine shots into the state capitol. And I'm talking to you from FEMA Region 9 in Arizona where we almost burned down the Fashion Square Mall in Scottsdale last night, the most prestigious mall in the Phoenix area as the thugs from other cities are being bussed in and wreaking their havoc. But before we get into that topic, Paul sent me a provocative tweet. He said something disparaging about the UN, and I won't have it on my show. The UN is a great organization and needs to be defended to the hilt. So Paul, I dare you to repeat that allegation. We'll talk about thugs. How many many women have been raped over the last two decades by the UN? peacekeeping forces 
Yeah, and how many times have they stood by and watched people get murdered? Bosnian Civil War, Rwanda, and so forth, yeah. I know, okay, I'm sorry, Paul, I apologize, you're right. Go ahead and tell us about the tweet. Well, it's just uh, talking about uh, the UN thinking about, well, maybe coming here. Mm-hmm. It's funny you say that. I'm writing an article on that to be released tomorrow. Well, this this I, I think this thing's just getting warmed up. You got to remember that George Soros gave uh, thirty-three million to the Black Lives Matter, and no telling what he's got given to Antifa. But uh, if you didn't see the headline this morning, uh, the president has uh, designated uh, Antifa as a terrorist organization. Yeah, well, it should have been a long time ago. When I yep. had friends in DHS, and I mean friends, that were in Portland busting skulls because of what they were doing to people in wheelchairs and old ladies crossing the street, um, they said enough's enough, and they took action. And boy, did I applaud that. I wrote articles, did broadcasts, and I sung DHS praises for standing up for those who were defenseless and defending themselves. And uh, God bless those people. And I'll tell you what, they're frustrated right now. <clears throat> they're tired of seeing their cities burned. They're tired of it. They know this has nothing to do with Floyd. We all want to see the cop who murdered Floyd go to prison. We want the strongest punishment allowed under the law. Uh, that So it's not like, gee, you got to make a point to the rest of the country. The country's on board with not allowing this. It's This is the excuse to start helter-skelter in Charles Manson's version of a race war. Oh, without it, without a doubt. I mean, the gates, the gates are open now. I mean, they're just burning. I mean, Philly was burning early this morning. Uh, cop cars everywhere. Uh, the uh, oddly enough, it's up at RevolutionRadio.org that the um, mayor of Minneapolis, his 17-year-old daughter was texting out intel to the rioters. How's that? Tell us more about that. Well, Elon, uh, Omar's daughter's been doing it, and it's reported today that the um, uh, 17-year-old daughter of the Minneapolis mayor is uh, texting out intel, telling the rioters, you know, where to go, this is coming, watch your back, and all that stuff. So it's insane. So is it safe to assume, like father, like daughter, and daddy mayor and his fake crocodile tears is just that, and he's not on the side of law and order, he's on the side of regime change and revolution? It would appear that way. Because if it's in the public press, <laughs> he's got to know about it, or he started it. Paul, you're going need to need to send me that link as soon as we're done. I don't have that. Okay. So I want to. It was. Uh, it's up at revolutionradio.org. Uh, it's out okay. of the Gateway Pundit. All right. Well, they do good work, and um, and we'll have to definitely pay attention to that. But these are such volatile times. Paul, you heard me in the aftermath of the murder of Floyd. You heard what I said should happen to this cop. I said second degree murder, and they only came back with manslaughter, and I, I was mad because there was intent. There was intent to kill. And and uh, you heard what I said. I was outraged. Uh, and and still, what we're seeing are people being bussed in from other communities. Uh, police chiefs saying they're arresting people from uh, outside their community, like Chicago coming to Minneapolis, for example. Uh, this has nothing to do 
with Mr. Floyd's tragic murder. Nothing. This has to do with regime change for November. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is this is uh, as far as George Soros is is uh, content to know. This is his greatest move. You know, here's my frustration with this president. You talk a good game, Donald Trump, but your words are have fallen empty. Since you've given up control of the country to Fauci, his word means nothing. Um, you can call Antifa a terrorist organization, but until you go arrest the bus drivers for transporting terrorism, until you arrest these protesters who are looting and burning as domestic terrorists and hold them under the NDAA, let's see how the Democrats like that when the shoe's on the other foot, and until you go after the main perpetrator behind Black Lives Matter. And by the way, I want to say this as a, as a footnote, Paul. It's interesting to me that Soros will give $33 million to Black Lives Matter, but he won't give it to a reputable organization like the NAACP that has done fantastic work under difficult circumstances through the ages for the advancement of African Americans. I have a lot of, I don't agree with everything the NAACP comes out and says, but I agree with their their movement to protect the civil rights of a group that has been disenfranchised so badly in the past. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Why isn't he giving money to them instead of Black Lives Matter, which has done nothing to promote the welfare of black people, and they have done nothing but engage in acts of terrorism? Well, he wants the country broke up. He wants this. Yeah, exactly. But that's my point. There, there's his duplicity. He's not for civil rights. He's for civil discord. That's why he gives the money to Black Lives Matter and not the NAACP. Well, I mean, you can see the disconnect in in a lot of this is because, I mean, they're they're breaking into Gucci's, they're breaking into Nike stores, taking all those sneakers out. They're they're on uh, Rodeo Drive. Uh, this you know today talking about they're they're chanting eat the rich eat the rich. Well, who's who's at the basis of all of this? It's the Federal Reserve. If you want to attack something, attack that. You think the Federal Reserve is actually behind these riots? Well, no, but they're out of, you know, the 1% gets bigger and the rest of the 99% gets smaller. That's true. And, and you know, what they should, no, I don't want to say it this way, because I don't promote domestic terrorism in any form. But if I were sitting there and I'm an anarchist and I don't believe in law and order and I hate anybody else that's not my race and I want to get out and I want to loot and steal and cause physical harm to people... I would be thinking, well, who has who's gained the most through the subjugation of people? We've heard that black people suffered the most in the COVID crisis. Okay, well, who's profited the most? Well, the box stores. So why are they targeting their own neighborhood businesses when they should be, if they were going to follow logical reasoning and they think terrorism is justified, why aren't they going after the box stores? Why aren't they, as you indicate here, going after the Federal Reserve? Those are the eat the rich you break into a Nike store owner, you got someone in the upper middle class. You don't have someone on the 1%. Absolutely. You know, this 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 whole thing's upside down backwards and and uh 
probably not going to get any better. I mean, until until the president breaks out the uh, presidential brass knuckles, uh, this this will just continue. I mean, you know these people by the tens of thousands. I think they re- arrested only 1,700 overnight. But these people got to eat. They got to have money in their pockets. Well, they're being paid. They're crisis actors for George Soros. Exactly. He's done this time and time again. He's done it in foreign countries. I covered this in 2011 in the Arab Spring. Same tactics, same tactics that overthrew Mubarak he's using on Trump. Um, And Mubarak, by the way, for people who may not remember their Egyptian history, he was the president of Egypt. And they smeared him as a racist, a religious bigot. And, And then they started the riots and they did exactly the same things that they're doing now. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, It's the same game plan, and America is so ignorant on current events in history that they don't learn the lessons of history because we're just repeating old news. Well, you know what? Trump's going to lose the election, Paul. This is my opinion. Uh, The only way he can turn this around is have dramatic victories. But to sit here and do something like, I declare you to be a terrorist organization... I'm sorry, that's not going to turn the needle for political popularity, is it? No, it takes action, not words. No, so you know what he needs to do? My my opinion, I don't know how you feel about this. Uh, Ever since the Randy Weaver days and Barr helped the sniper get off that killed Randy Weaver's wife holding their baby, um, the FBI sniper who should have gone to prison, who is just as guilty as the murder of Floyd, um he helped get them off. I, I never wanted Barr. He needs to be fired. He's deep state. I mean, here, Paul, we have the unmasking going on, and Barr says, well, I'm not going to go after Obama and Biden. He didn't have an investigation yet, and yet he's determined who he's going after and who he's not. He's deep state. He's protecting his own. He needs to be gone. I don't know who you think we ought to bring in, but I say Trey Gowdy, Rudy Giuliani. Um, any lawyer who'd be loyal to the Constitution would be better than what we got. And then he needs to turn them loose on George Soros, and they need to dispatch the Marines and the Secret Service and arrest George Soros by force. Oh, without him. a doubt. Well, I mean, you know, at the, <clears throat> after the election, we didn't know what was going to happen. But I said right after he was elected that we knew the Democrats were going to go crazy evil and I said then he needs to declare martial law now or martial law light suspend Congress shut down the FBI shut down all of these deep state organizations rip them out of the ground by the roots and start over again or they were never going to let him rest especially after the economy improved uh, black unemployment improved um, all all the things he was trying to do economically for the country, uh, we we shouldn't be surprised that uh, that this is going on. Yeah. I said I said then you know <laughs> they were they were going to do the absolute worst that they could, and it, it appears they've done it. Well, let's look at what's happened. Um, I, I have you've seen my articles from the past week. Um, I, I've 
started to lay the groundwork to once again, once again, Paul, not not newly, but once again prove the democratic connection to the Communist Party, to the Chinese Communist Party, the overthrow of the U.S. government, and this is what these Democrats in the, their leadership positions are dedicated to. And Trump needs to arrest them as traitors. Uh, I mean, you look at this, Paul, I, I'm a nobody. Yet I obtained a photo of Nancy Pelosi, Beto, let's legalize all drugs, O'Rourke, which he has said many times. And uh, they're they're hanging out with ex-president of Mexico, Nieto, who took a $100 million bribe, court testimony, from Chapo Guzman to run drugs for the Sinaloas. And this is why Pelosi wants totally open borders. She's meeting with these people. She met with Chapo Guzman's wife in Italy. We know that. Paul Preston has that information, too. We go on and on. She needs to be arrested. And, and Trump needs to reopen the email case for national security against Hillary Clinton and arrest her. I mean, if you're going to go down, Paul, why not go down with a bang? Exactly. Yeah, I, it, yeah, Barr needs to be gone like weeks ago. Yeah, he's worse than Sessions. Yeah, he, he needs, he needs, they, they've, he, the guy's still surrounded by the deep state. I mean, he's tried to get rid of some of them. Um, but I mean, there is a there are so many people that need to be in handcuffs. It'd take another radio show to do it. Well, I know, I know, but you got to start somewhere. And I will tell you this: Trump could still win the election if he could have kept his base. He lost his base when he gave the country over to Fauci. I don't know if do you do you agree with that statement or not? Yes. Um, and if you want to get your base back, start doing what your base has been calling for for three years. Don't threaten social media. Shut them down. Shut them down for violation. You know, it's funny. Paul, how long have I been talking about open forum section 230 and you can't censor when, when you're an open platform like Twitter or Facebook? Well, how long have I been saying that? For a very long time. Yeah. And you know I had a conversation witnessed by Gary Haven of uh, the founder of Curves, great patriot himself, great American, uh, uh, the late Joe Hagman and his dad, Doug, good friend of mine, uh, were all at the Hilton at Branson, September 18th, 2018. And I'm having a conversation with uh, someone who talks to the president on a regular basis. And I gave him the details of Section 230. He took notes. He says, wait a minute, Dave, what was that again? Can you say that again? I'm writing this down. And he says, I'll be briefing the president in two days. And this is one of the things I'm going to be briefing him on. And I have three witnesses to that conversation. They both, all three, now Joe can't say anymore, obviously, because he's passed. But I mean, Doug, Doug and Gary have both publicly acknowledged the conversation. Uh, and I've talked about it. Trump acknowledged the fact that he was going to move on to, uh, the, the, um, uh, deep, the uh, uh, big tech people the Tuesday following the Saturday night conversation. And nothing happened. Now he comes out and says, executive order. I don't want to see an executive order. The law already exists. He needs to go have his people meet with Dorsey of Twitter and say, any more crap, you're going to jail. The next visit, you're going out in handcuffs. That's what oh, needs absolutely. to happen right now. It needs to happen. It, it, tell me, if Trump pulled in the head of Google, the head of YouTube, the head of Facebook, the head of any of these people, if Trump pulled them in, you're not going to believe what's happening here, Paul. You're not going to believe what's happening. 
I have an old cell phone that I use sometimes for social media connections for reasons I'm not going to disclose. Um, this thing just turned on by itself as we're talking. Whoa. And it started recording every word I said on the screen there. I'm not wow. making this up. I'm looking at now. I'm, I'm going to shut this down because I don't want this to interfere in what we're doing. But uh, yeah, I'm looking down here and I say, wait a minute, this isn't my current phone. This shouldn't be doing this. And like I said, I have a line to social media through connections I'm not going to talk about. But um, uh, I'm looking at this phone and it was recording every word I was saying on the screen in real time. What do you think about that? Holy smoke. Yeah, I've got someone's attention, don't I? Absolutely. <laughs> well, back to what I was saying, Paul. Uh, Trump doesn't need no executive order. Trump needs to get off his ass right now and say, Barr, you're gone. Number two guy, here's what you're going to do. And if you don't do it by Monday, you're gone. And then he goes to number three guy and says, you don't do this by Tuesday, you're gone. Pretty soon, someone's going to want to eat bad enough that they're going to do what they're told. And then they need to go arrest these guys. How, how, what would you, what, let me say this. What, I know what the media would say, okay? And I know the Democrats would move for immediate impeachment again. Okay, what does it matter at this point? Um, but what do you think Trump's base would say if Google, Twitter, Facebook, uh, all these social media types were uh, warned once in second infraction, they're charged, indicted, and jailed? What do you think his base would say? There, uh, there would be a great, uh, <laughs> great, great movement for Trump. Yeah. You would have people in the streets for the right reasons. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, this is what I think should happen. And, of course, the good people with big tech, they can choose to follow the law as orchestrated by Trump in his one-time explanation. And no harm, no foul. Okay, we'll forgive you for your past sins. But you do it again, you're going to jail. Yeah, I, 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 another view of the just us system. Yeah, and if Trump doesn't do that, he deserves to lose the election. If we can't put enough pressure on Trump to make him do it, we deserve to lose our country. I'm serious. If, if people aren't going to get off their butts and get to work, Paul, then you get the country you deserve. With, without a doubt. Without a doubt. So where are we going, Costa Rica or Belize? I like Belize. They've got the second biggest reef in the in the world I've, I've been there it's really it, it's really really nice <laughs> you know I know people that live in Belize some of them are law abiding retired cops from the Denver Police Department back when it was a reputable organization and some of them are their cousins and brothers who were in the mafia oh yeah listen listen I'm not joking I, I, I gotta tell you this quick story I um when I was in college, uh, in a long-term relationship, I dated a gal. She's no longer living. She passed a cancer, for, unfortunately. And um, um, I used to go to, like, family events with her. And we would go sometimes to weddings for cousins and so forth. And we'd be there, and uh, it was hilarious. You'd see Denver cops on one side. <laughs> You'd see their mafia relatives on the other. I, I wow. Was, yeah, I mean, in fact... Uh, this gal, her dad was a Denver cop, and, and he had to arrest his uncle for running numbers between Denver and Boulder. And um, true story, 
true story. So her dad was a, a cop, good guy. Uh, but a lot of these family members from this family, they, they live in Belize. And I still occasionally hear from them from both sides of the law. I'm not joking. Both sides of the law, you know? <laughs> it's just, it'd be kind of funny. In my basketball game, Paul, <laughs> when I was playing, sometimes um, <laughs> you'd have cop relatives show up. I had a big following with these guys. I mean, we were tight. And then sometimes their mafia cousins would be there, your Uncle Guido in the stands. It was, it was hilarious. But uh, Belize is filled with those guys. If we went there, I'd, we'd have a head start. <laughs> well, I tell you what, we're in the we're in the waning seconds of this country. If something doesn't happen, oh, you I, know, agree. I, was in, I agree. I agree. I was in. I'm, I'm looking to move. Sicily. I'm, I'm looking street. to move. Yeah. When I was in, uh, I did a. I was in the Mediterranean for 14 months when I was a marine, and I was in Catania, Sicily. And me and a couple of my buddies walking down the street, and the street split in a, in a Y. And there's a guy sitting there, looked like a Chase Manhattan banker, and he says, "Hey, you guys, you guys, come over here." So we went over there, and he got us a drink, and asking where we'd been and everything. And I said, "I said, uh, sir, can I ask you a question?" He goes, "Sure." I said, "That's a pretty good Brooklyn accent you got there." And he he just kind of grinned, kind of tilted his head a little bit, and you could see he was thinking. He says, he looked at me, he says, "Well." He says, your, your government thought it was time for me to come home. I met, I met two or three of those guys in Sicily. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to tell you, Paul, if Democrats take over, yours truly will be looking for a different sanctuary because uh, it's either play in the Civil War or, um, or run from the Civil War. And the Bible says a wise man sees trouble coming and avoids it. And, uh, and, and I just think, uh, you know... Our, our time to win this battle is now. It's not after the election. After the election, it's too late. No, I mean this is the landing at Normandy Beach. I mean it's got to be a it's got to be a full front operation. Well, Sun Tzu says if you want to win a battle, put your troops on death's ground, meaning like Omaha Beach in World War II for D-Day. Either you get off the beach and kill Germans and move inland, or you die on the beach. There is no escape. And this is what America has to see right now. America has been put on death's ground, but they don't realize it. Uh, they just think it's life is normal with some inconvenience, but everything's going to be just fine because the media told me so. And they don't realize right now that the next five months are going to determine who lives and who dies in the next five years. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean... People just don't get it, Paul. I mean, I, I, I stress to people. I mean, I, I had this debate with a family member the other night, okay? And it's, 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 this is how crazy it's gotten. They were, we were, the COVID numbers were on TV. You get the daily scoreboard report. That's replaced the sports report now, okay? It's the COVID scores. And uh, they said, what do you think? See, you don't want to know what I think. What do you think? Well, I, I think that when the FDA admits that their test kits have not been tested and validated, those numbers mean nothing. And when you have doctors across the board saying death certificates are being signed for deaths other than COVID in big numbers, you can't trust that. And I said, so therefore, we don't know the incidents. We don't know how many. We don't even know what the death curve is. 
I said, the bottom line is here is all we can be sure of is everything is being done to inflate the numbers. So why is that being done? And uh, I went into, you know, what the lockdown will accomplish for the globalists and destruction of economy, weakening the military and so forth. And I went through the whole thing. And then they said, yeah, but here on TV, they're saying that. And I said, on TV, huh? I said, uh, show me the science, how you can trust an unvalidated test. And they said, they're going to trust the manufacturer. I said, that's the fox watching the hen house. So this is the conversation I'm having, Paul. It's unbelievable. Well, the media says, I said, well, how about what science says? Well, if you don't have any science, you just have to make a guess. Uh-huh, make a guess. So we're going to wreck our country based on a guess. That's the mentality, Paul, I'm dealing with. Well, I had uh, I, I was outside the store, and a um, uh, nurse was getting out of her car and holding her face mask and kind of shaking her head, and I go, yeah, me too. <laughs> and she was a nurse in Greeley, Colorado, and... Uh, the previous her previous Friday and Saturday shift uh, she had had four patients die on those two days and none of it was related to COVID but that was what was put on their death certificate mm-hmm. so this is just ramping around the country yeah I've told you this story before here on this broadcast I talked to a doctor in New York he had a patient he was treating so he came and had, had uh, privileges at the hospital because his patient was uh, uh, put in the hospital for kidney failure due to diabetic problems and when the patient died he put down kidney failure uh, all the diabetes and he went back later as he was compiling his data and they had changed the death certificate to COVID-19 I've told that story. And then, of course, there's a 22-week-old fetus in Baton Rouge born to a dead mother, but they knew they had no chance to save it, but they tried to do the humane thing and save it anyway. And on the death certificate for the fetus, they put down COVID. Yeah, so this is the biggest scam that's ever been perpetrated on the American people. Yep, absolutely. I mean, it's... it's None of none of this. Most all of the stuff coming out of the media is absolutely false. And Fauci needs to be in handcuffs. Put him in San Quentin by himself with some food. I mean, it. And it was the 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 fake report that came out of came out of England, where the guy that put the report out. Uh, broke his social distancing to go see his married lover and I mean the, the whole thing has just been a lie yeah, well you know good old Gretchen Whitmer the governor of Michigan's husband um, called that boat guy and says hey get our boat ready for Memorial Day he says we're too far behind because of the lockdown he goes well I'm the governor's husband will that help move us to the front of the line yeah yeah, yeah so the, whole, the yeah. whole thing's fake. It's totally fake. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, you know, the CNN people, when they're off camera, have been photographed with their masks off. Absolutely. So Seen it. It is fake. It is all fake. Uh, COVID's deadly for a specific targeted population with few exceptions. And it, it's kind of like, well, I'll, I'll give you a quote. The Arizona State Athletic Director, I, I said this in an intro section of my, one of my shows last week. 
he comes out and he goes, well, if the Los Angeles schools aren't going to play, we'll, we'll make it the Pac-8. We won't have any California schools, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So I think, okay, that's good. And then here's where he took all his common sense back. He says, but here at Arizona State University, we will not play one athletic contest until everyone is absolutely safe. And I'm thinking, you jackass, how did you ever have an athletic event in the past since no one can be absolutely safe? Well, I mean, if you if, if you look at the charts, the graphs, the numbers, you know, most of them are 80 years old and older. They were planning these COVID members in New York nursing homes and in Michigan, purposely putting these people in these nursing homes. That one video of the black kid beating the living crap out of an old, old man and old lady who happened to be white, he was designated with having COVID. So rather than put this violent, mental ill person somewhere where they could be safe, they put him in a nursing home, for God's sake. And what does that do? Well, that exposes everyone that's there. So hence you get rapid fire escalation through the nursing home. Absolutely. So most, most of the patients are elderly. You know, they've got other conditions. And uh, so the, the, the numbers just don't add up, Dave. Well, when it comes to Cuomo, the governor of New York, and Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, ooh, you look into her eyes, you see pure evil. But that aside, when you take those two governors who we know knowingly allowed COVID-positive people to go into nursing homes, do you think it was just gross ignorance on their part, or do you think this was part of a plot? Oh, that, that woman is pure evil. Just look at her face and look at her eyes and her grin. I mean, she is demon-possessed. Yeah, they did this on purpose. You know, a month ago, I might have questioned that statement, but what I've seen in the last uh, three months total has had a cumulative effect on me. I don't think it's an accident either. The Democrats are dedicated to the lockdown, shutdown, destruction of this country, so the voters will vote for a change and they can bring their communism in. It's that simple. It's no more complicated than that. Oh, a lot of these, a lot of these kids are, are wearing uh, uh, Democratic Socialists of America jackets all over the place. Sounds like Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you think the police and the uh, and DHS and federal officials should do to the next wave of riots, which could happen as early as today? I think they need to bring out the Apaches with loudspeakers on the bottom of them and say, you will disperse now, thank you, or you will be shot. What if they're fired upon? Return fire? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because you know someone's going to shoot at those helicopters. Yeah, they're already, they're already stealing AR-15s out of cop cars that they're burning. I had a guy ask me, who's a law enforcement official, he says, Dave, what would you have us do? And I said, do you think I'm being unduly critical? And he goes, I do. And I said, uh, well, what are your orders when you go into the field? Help me understand what you're facing. And they said, restraint, restraint, restraint. And I said, well, then the problem lies with your leaders, not with what I'm saying. And uh, he goes, well, what do you think our leaders should do? And I said, now that's the right question. 
I said, "Invoke martial law rules. If you're looting under martial law, you can get shot. That's the law. If you're endangering other people by lighting fires, you don't even have to be a martial law. You can be shot, and you don't have to be warned." That's the law, Paul. That's not Dave Hodge's, you know, uh, satanic uh, ritual for revenge. This is the law. That's what the law says that law enforcement should do. These people last night here in the Phoenix area, and I live north of Phoenix, out in the middle of Region 9 in the desert, but in uh, Scottsdale, they attacked high-area businesses, high-volume businesses in a wealthier part of town. And I think this is uh, signaling a shift for what's coming. They're going to bring the fight to the middle and the upper middle class. And they're not going to hit the 1%, but they're going to bring the fight to a higher demographic than inner city urban. And um, I've talked to a number of people. What do you think we should do? I said, if I owned a business, I'd be down there with my AK-47. And if you enter my business, you're getting shot. It's that simple. You're coming into my place of business or my home. I'm going to assume evil intent and you deserve to be put down. Have you ever heard me say that? Because I'm not saying to be aggressive. I'm saying to be self-defensive. Well, you you dropped the hammer on a couple thousand of these cretins and uh, uh, there'll be a shift in thought or then or they'll just go completely full blown mad. And then you'll have to then you'll have to put them down. Well, uh, here's the other thing too. You get a few of these punks, okay, and they're drivers, and you start saying, "Okay, you're, you're facing ten years in prison. Uh, who sent you?" And you start going up the chain, and when you start landing on the squares of George Soros lieutenants, that's when you go on the media, and Donald Trump says, "I've ordered uh, the Attorney General to issue arrest warrants for the following people." Oh, you don't think that would get the country's attention? Absolutely. I'd be jumping up and down and screaming. Yeah. Well, Paul, I'm going to kind of give you a preview of what I'm where I'm going with this. How long have I been calling for the fact that there will be a Tet Offensive kind of event in America? For years. For years, right? Years, years. I mean, we're going back seven years when I first said it in print. I What did I base that on? Because I said there's going to come a time when the uh, radicals can't overthrow the existing structure of our government and they're going to have to bring it down by subversive means that have worked in the past. All of the Nazis and Stalin and so forth. Okay, so I said, here's what you can expect to have happen. We have 1.3 million terrorists in this country for a reason. MS-13, Hamas, Hezbollah, their friends in the Sinaloas and all the, okay, all the, we know all this stuff. Okay, so I said, at first you're going to see, um, you're going to see a, a national crisis. And we had a national crisis, the COVID crisis wrecked the economy. And I said, and then we're going to see widespread violence on some issue. Well, the issue was the Floyd murder, and then it went forward from there. And then I said, the next thing that's going to happen is you're going to have the blowing up of federal buildings, Oklahoma City style. You're going to have these terrorists that are here that know IEDs and know how to do this kind of thing. They're going to spring into action once this civil race riot war stuff winds down to some degree. That's going to be the next phase, the blowing up of shopping malls, the killing of massive amounts of white people in public attending a first sporting event, for example. You're going to see that. Uh, and, and then you're going to see that intensify, 
And then um, what did I say would happen on the heels of all this? Once America is sufficiently weakened and drained, that's when the Red Dawn invasion begins. That's my scenario, Paul, and I'm sticking with it. Well, we're getting weaker by the minute. Yeah, and this is why Trump needs to put a stop to this now. Okay, for example, oh, in cities that riot, th there should be a 6 p.m. curfew. And if you're out, you're going to jail, and you don't get out until the crisis is over. And if you're doing something like looting or lighting fires, the uh, National Guard can shoot you on sight. Absolutely. Yep. He needs to do that like now. Yeah, like tonight. Yeah. Tonight. tonight. And uh, to hell with Posse Comitatus. He needs to dispatch uh, Northcom, okay, and arrest uh, any public officials connected, like the mayor of Minneapolis. Arrest his daughter. Put her under the lights. How, is, how old is his daughter? Is she 17? 17. Okay, arrest her as an adult. We do it every day. Arrest her as an adult, take her under the lights, interrogate the living hell out of her until she gives up her father. And then we get his father, and we put the father under the lights until he gives up the next guy or he stays in jail. Things would change pretty quickly if we had leaders with the guts to do that. Am I right? Oh, without a doubt. And I mean, by the way, what I just suggested, Paul, is there anything in there that's illegal? No. So they may not follow the rule of law. I'm still following the rule of law. But um, and and you look at my website. It says uh, dedicated to uh, uh, change through uh, peaceful means, social and political. Uh, but I never say in there that I give up the right of self-defense. Well, I can tell you, I don't. <laughs> I wonder why more business owners aren't showing up with guns at their stores. I would. I'd, I'd, I'd arm my employees, and we'd all be there. And you guys come in here, you're going to have a fight. Well, the, the, the guts of self-preservation have just been ripped out of the American people for decades. I mean, there's, there is a, there's, there's still a core. There's still people that believe that. But, you know, the rank-and-file idiot that, that watches MSNBC, CNN, and their brains are just full of mush. And you talk to people about stuff like this, and, and you just get a glazed look. They don't. They don't have any self-preservation instinct. It's like they're zombies. Yeah. It's like they're zombies. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, to me, the gloves are coming off. You burn down my city. We have a right to defend our city. And obviously, tear gas is not doing the job. You remember what they did? I don't know if you're old enough to remember this, but I remember being a kid and watching the Detroit and the Watts riots. Do you remember that? Oh, absolutely. And I'm listen, six, I, I think the 64, was it? Huh? I think it was 64. No, that was a 68 Democratic convention. Well, that was something different. I'm talking about a different event. I'm talking about the Watts riots, the new, the Detroit oh, yeah. riots before the Chicago convention for the Democratic Party. Yeah. Um, but I, I can remember as a kid, I had to ask my dad, um, Dad, what's martial law? And they're saying they can shoot people who are looting. I didn't know what looting was. And I remember having this conversation with my father. 
And he said, well, looting is when you go into a store and take something that's not yours. And he said, it's done when people are acting very dangerously towards others. He says, it's not like if someone of your friends went into a store and shoplifted a candy bar. He said, we're not going to shoot people for that. He said, but if they're lighting stores on fire and going in and taking things, they're endangering lives. He said, the police have a right to shoot them. Oh, okay. I, I had that. That was really good explanation. I still remember it. And then he went on to say that... Uh, uh, these people that are rioting, he said, some of them had a cause initially. Civil rights needs to improve in this country. He said, but destroying your own neighborhood is not the way to accomplish it, and hurting other people isn't either. And I, I remember having this conversation with him, and I said, well, what do you think we should do? He says, if a looter's out, they get shot. It's that simple. They're threatening everyone's life. He said, they got to get shot. And you know what? I think my dad, from saying that in 1964, was right, in the, right on the money. Well, if you look at the, they, they had massive riots in Cincinnati. It took them, it took them forty years to recover from that. Yeah. Well, you saw it in Denver. How the hell do you shut down I twenty five in the middle of the day? They did. <laughs> they shut the one hundred and one down in L.A. I, I can't see how you could do that. By the way, um, <laughs> this is going to sound crazy. But I used to teach, I, I had home videos of the LA riots that I accumulated. And when I used to teach undergrad sociology, I would play the clips. And I would say, how much of this here is about Rodney King? And then show some clips. And there was legitimate Rodney King anger because he, he was a thug, but he was a thug who had his rights violated. And um, I said, how much is due to that? How much, I said, when does it become group think and we were using this to teach group think and mob psychology and so forth and it was interesting to watch but I'll tell you one of the things I learned from watching it from my own perspective there were people that were being pulled out of their cars at intersections and here are people trained to be civilized and, and not harm anybody and drive defensively and they're watching people around them being pulled out Paul I don't know about you and I used to ask my students this. I said, when would you uh, violate your own social conditioning and become an anarchist and drive out and around the mess? And if someone gets in your way to try to stop your car, if they get hit, they get hit. I'm asking you the same question. What would you do? I'd plow right through them. Yeah, if they're trying to, they're trying to pull you out of your car, that's right. There was one guy I saw. He was, uh, this guy was in a Jeep. And this other guy who was trying to get in and get to him uh, was holding on to an open window on the passenger side of the Jeep. And here's what this guy did. It was near these parking meters. And he went down the side of the road until parking meters snapped this guy right off his Jeep. Well, you try to grab my car and you're going to meet a Glock 17 real quick. Yeah, well, you know what? We have the right to self-preservation, right to self-defense. I agree. I, do, I don't think violence in the beginning of these riots should have been the first response from the police. I understand tear gas and trying to let the, call, the crowd simmer down from what happened with Floyd. But this is no longer about Floyd. This is about a different George. And it's not boy George. It's George Soros. Yeah, in your face and in the flesh. What happens next, Paul? Well, I think if, if, if Trump doesn't drop the hammer, I mean, you look at how many millions and millions and millions of people are out of work. You've got some of the, 
iconic restaurants in New York City that will never re- reopen. Uh, I mean, the, the the economic destruction has been done. And with that happening, uh, I just think it's going to get worse until, like I said, and like you said, Trump drops a hammer. Yeah. Um, what's preventing him from doing it in your estimation? I think... Th- I think they've threatened him, not in his face threatened, but let letting him know, you know, the deep state, we run this deal, and military-industrial complex, and usual suspects, or, you know, something terrible happened to your son, your wife, your family members. I think they've threatened the guy. And you know what I would do with the people who threatened? I'd say, can you send the Secret Service in here, arrest them, and then you put them under intense questioning, and you don't let them out. you got to fight fire with fire. Oh, absolutely. And he hadn't done it. No. He was the last guy that I thought would cower in the corner. You agree? I totally agree. I'm 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 just I'm I'm shocked by the by the whole ordeal. Cuz I mean, he and, is, he is the president. It, it, let's say they went after one of his family members and killed them. He could leave no stone unturned until he found the perpetrators and the originators and bring him to justice. There'd be nowhere they can hide. He holds the final card, and they should... I'm sure they know that. They've just... He's backed down and become a wimp. Well, he he needs to put himself and his family in a very secure place, surrounded by Marines... and just take over the airwaves and just... and, and, and just let it go. Well, this... We have enough right now for national martial law. Oh, absolutely. 60% of our country, 60% of our country is under siege, state by state. And we know who's responsible. Trump knows who's responsible. It's time to go to work. And it's frustrating that he's not. And Paul, probably the next time we're going to talk in a week or so, I'm going to make a prediction. It's going to be more of the same, only worse. And we'll still hear the same threats out of Trump and nothing will happen. And we need to be preparing for a communist Bolshevik takeover. By the way, I just tell this real quick story before we go. When the Reds took over in the second revolution, the Bolshevik revolution, they told the other guys who had been in charge, hey, we don't want any trouble with you. Just live and follow the law. Bring your guns in and turn them in. And when the people brought their guns in to turn them in, they were shot in the head with their own guns. This is what America's headed towards. Paul, on that note, I want to thank you for joining us. This was... uh, insightful, interesting, blunt, and to the point. I appreciate you being a part of this. Thanks, Dave. Okay, take care.